Siddur Snippets is sponsored in the Schusav Rafu Shlema for Adobas Alta Chaya. We began our introduction to Psuke de Zimra. And we spoke about Rabbi Schwab's contention that it dates back to the time of the Tanaim and Amoraim. Others trace Psuke de Zimra as an introduction and preface to Shema and Shemona Esrei to the period of the Gaonim, mentioned by Rav Amram Gaon and Rav Sadi Gaon. We mentioned perhaps it's a fulfillment of the Gemara, Liolam Yisader Adam Shvachos Shalakodesh Baruch Hu Ba'achar Kach Mespalal. First, we organize our appreciation of who Hashem is and how categorically different He is than we before we can turn to Him and have conversation. We do so not as a strategy to find favor with Him by praising Him. We do so in order to understand to whom we are speaking and why we are directing our thoughts to Him. And lastly, we shared perhaps it's a fulfillment of the practice of Hasidim Rishonim. They were Shoah Sha'achas, they would meditate, reflect, they would spend an hour directing their thoughts. We don't spend an hour. Even the most hardcore yeshiva, I don't know anyone who says Psuke de Zimra for an hour. But we spend whatever amount of time we spend in fulfillment of the same theme of dedicating and directing our thoughts. A few other words of introduction, what Psuke de Zimra is about and what we're trying to achieve. Tosos and Brachas, Daflam and Aleph and Aleph, gives another interpretation. And Tosos says, Ein mispala mitoch kalos rosh, uschokel mitoch kovid rosh, Mitzvah, we have a tradition that when you get up to Dav and you're having a conversation with Hashem, it's not going to flow. You can't have an audience with the Almighty if you're nervous, depressed, anxious, distracted, sad, somber, worried. It has to be not mitoch kalos rosh. It can't be frivolous. You can't be joking around, cynical, sarcastic. It has to be COVID rosh. COVID is kaved heavy. It has to be significant, weighty, meaningful. And how do you achieve that? Simcha shel mitzvah. You don't have to walk into davening sad and somber and facing down. Simcha shel mitzvah. should be a joy and a happiness, a geschmack that you are fulfilling a mitzvah. Essentially, you nourish your neshama, you light up your neshama, and now your neshama is ready to commune and to communicate with Hashem. How do you achieve simcha shel mitzvah? So Tosu says, When you say psuke de zimra, when we say these paragraphs of Tehillim, we say these paragraphs of praising Hashem, we're osek in total, we're learning what they are, we're learning about Hashem, we're reflecting about Hashem, that brings a sense of joy and happiness, and that is the precondition to being able to have a conversation with Hashem. That's the purpose of Psuke de Zimra. Purpose of Psuke de Zimra is a fulfillment of Simcha Shal Mitzvah, the joy of being occupied and preoccupied with a mitzvah, namely the mitzvah of the recitation of Psuke de Zimra. I've always understood it's been meaningful for me to see the sort of framework of davening as following the framework of a relationship. After all, davening is not just our bowing to the king, it's not just our deference to our boss, our employer, it's a relationship. Rabbi Kiva taught us that of all the metaphors and models of relationship, sure, Hashem is our melech and we are His servant. He's our king, we're His servant. Sure, He's our master and we're His slave. Sure, He's our parent and we're His child. There are so many metaphors to appreciate the different dynamics of that relationship. But Rabbi Kiva says the most significant, the most accurate, the most lofty metaphor is a romantic marriage. Shir Hashirim is Kodesh HaKadoshim. Marriage is what we strive for. To feel the affection, the intimacy, the love, the connection of Hashem. So how was that achieved? How was it achieved? Those who've been privileged to find it and still live it in their marriage. So it begins with an introduction and courtship. We don't get Hashem's resume. He doesn't have to check our resume. We don't submit pictures. But it begins the old-fashioned way with courtship. In the period of courtship, you're getting to know one another. There's conversation. Before there was this 
silly resume, there were questions like, where did you go to school? And where did you spend your year in Israel? And what camps did you attend? And what are your hobbies and interests? There's a period of courtship. You have to get to know one another. After one gets to know one another, they're prepared to make a commitment. When they discover about one another qualities that are admirable, qualities that draw them closer to one another, that form a bond, they're ready to make a commitment. A commitment is engagement. Here's what it means to be exclusive. Here's what it means to be devoted to one another. Here's what it means to be willing to make compromises and sacrifice. After the period of commitment engagement, there's a wedding. And the wedding night, there's the experience of intimacy, the ability to be together, a rendezvous of souls and of unity. And afterwards, there's a period of marriage. So if the Amida represents, we've taken three steps back and three steps forward, and we're in the Yichud room with the Ribbon Shalom. We're all alone with the Almighty. It's the silent Amida. The rest of Davani we're declaring for the world to hear, but that we say only for Hashem. That's the wedding night. That's our private moment. It's preceded by the engagement, the commitment, which is Shema and its brachos. What is Shema if not a commitment, if not an engagement, a betrothal? The whole sentiment of Shema and its three paragraphs are commitment is translated into action. We'll talk more about that when we get there. So working backwards, if Shemona Esra, the Amida, is the wedding night, and Shema and its brachos represent commitment, engagement, Psuke de Zimra is our courtship. We're getting to know Hashem. Each and every day we learn and know Him anew. We study Him, we reflect about Him, we see His guiding hand, both through nature and through history. We feel, we feel His presence. The Menorah Samaor says they're called Psuke de Zimra, verses of Zimra. Zimra, like the word Zmiros, means song. On the one hand, we're supposed to be saying it slowly and with song, with anigan, with passion, with enthusiasm. But the word Zimra, the Menorah Samaor also suggests, comes from the word Zomer. A tolda, one of the subcategories of Kotzer, of harvesting on Shabbos, to be Zomer. Zomer, if you tell your Israeli gardener that he needs to be Zomer, your landscaping, you're asking him to, to prune. Zomer is the act of pruning. What does one do when they prune? Not a lot of landscapers here, but what does one do when they prune? I'm not one either, but I'll tell you from what I understand. You're cutting away the extra growth in order to allow the healthiest part to blossom and to come forth. So you're cutting away that which is growing wild, that which is out of line, in order to allow the primary, the core, the healthiest part of whatever it is, this uh, organism, to be able to, to be able to grow. Psuke de Zimra says the menorah samor, as we say the psukim, in order to prune away the distractions. We wake up, there's a lot on our mind, and a lot on our plate, and a lot of responsibilities, and a lot of distractions. They are psuke de Zimra, psukim of being zomer. We're cutting and carving away, we're pruning away the distractions that we have in our life. What distractions in particular, he says? The notion of kochi v'otsam yadi. We wake up with a sense of optimism and hope and big ambitions for the day and we think that it all depends on us. So when we stand in front of Davin and we basically, it's a checklist. Hashem, don't worry, I got this, but I got to check off that I davened. Psuke de Zimra, when we understand Hashem's providence and dominion over the world and we see His greatness and His omnipotence through nature, through history, we realize, I don't got nothing. I don't got this. I'm not in charge of my life. I put my best foot forward. I take initiative. I put the greatest effort I can. But in the end of the day, it's up to him. That's what we're trying to prune away. What we're cutting away are thoughts of arrogance and haughtiness. And what's left is a core of humility. What's left is a core of a sense of dependence, a recognition that we rely entirely on Hashem. We'll uh, pick up, I guess, tomorrow night with how Psuke de Zimra was meant to accomplish that is not when you fly through it and it's not when you swallow half of it and it's not when you skip it. 
So when you say it and you understand what you're saying and you're present in what you're saying, that brings us through that period of courtship. If you're on a date and you're not listening, when you're learning about the other person, but you're distracted, you're not really investing in the relationship. And the same is true in our parallel with Psuke de Zimra.